It was cold. So fucking cold. He opened his eyes, but he saw nothing. Groaning, he shifted, because he seemed to be face down. Yeah, he was doing a face plant all right. But where was he? All he could see was snow. No, that wasn't true. He could see trees laden with snow, and snow banks laden with snow, and snow laden with more fucking snow. So he was in a forest, with snow. But where? Why? And who the hell was he? Resif. The name slurred through his ears as if uttered by a drunken man. Resif. Sounded vaguely familiar, he supposed. Resif. Okay, he could work with that. Especially since no other names popped into his head. Weakly, he tried to push himself to his knees, but his arms wobbled like rubber and he kept falling on his face. After four tries, he gave up and just lay there, panting and shivering. Somewhere overhead, an owl hooted, and a few minutes later, a wolf howled into the growing darkness. Resef took comfort in the sounds, because they meant he wasn't alone. Sure, the owl might fly over and shit on him, and the wolf might eat him alive, but at least he'd have company for a little while. He didn't know much about himself, but he knew he didn't like to be alone. He also did not like snow. Curious, then, how he'd ended up alone in the snow. Had someone abandoned him here? A tremor of anxiety shook him on the inside, as hard as the cold was shaking him on the outside. Surely someone was looking for him. He held on to that hope as he gradually became aware of a gnawing ache in his bones, accompanied by a stabbing pain in his head. Looked like he was in for a little unconsciousness. Cool, because right now, he was both freezing and burning up, hurting and numb. Yep, passing out would be a good thing. Real fucking good. Idiot. Dumbass. Meteorological moron. Jillian Cardiff mentally cursed the meteorologist who screwed the pooch on the timing of this blizzard. She had nothing against weather people. Hell, she'd worked for them for years in the FAA. But this, this was ridiculous. Now she was in a rush to get back to her cabin before visibility went completely to shit, and her draft horse, Sam, got testy. Come on, boy. She gave the big sorrel an affectionate slap on the shoulder. The rest of the firewood can wait. Sam followed her, not needing to be led by the rope snapped to his halter. He knew the way home, and was as eager as she was to get inside a warm, cozy building. The sled carrying a quarter cord of firewood dragged behind him, cutting through the five feet of fresh snow they'd gotten a few days ago. This new storm would probably dump another couple of feet, and by the end of December they'd have more snow than they'd know what to do with. The wind shrieked like a living thing, and snow blasted her face. Hefting her rifle more securely onto her shoulder, Jillian put her head down and pushed against the gale. Times like this, she really missed Florida. Not that she'd ever go back. Some things you just couldn't forget.
like being torn apart by demons. She shivered, but it had nothing to do with the temperature. She was not going there again. The attack was behind her, and as long as she didn't watch TV, get on the internet, or look at her scars, she never had to think about it. A long, mournful howl pierced the late afternoon darkness. Had to be close if she could hear it over the wind. Sam snorted and tossed his head, and she slowed to take the lead rope and give him a pat on his white-blazed nose. It's okay, buddy. The wolves won't bother us. No, wolves generally left humans alone. If anything, cougars were the big concern. In recent weeks, two area hunters had been found torn to pieces, the carnage blamed on the big cats.